Hello and welcome to another edition of the Main Stage. I'm Patrick McCormack, joined this week by Robert Goldberg. Robert, how are you doing today? Good, Patrick. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing? Good. I'm excited for this episode. We had a good interview with Lanier Mason, a track and field alumni who is part of Malloy Alumni's 30 Under 30 list. He's also working at Ernest & Young as a manager, and he, had a, he has a really successful career after his great career at Malloy, where he won two East Coast Conference championships with the Lions. We also, men's and women's basketball, are two-game winning streaks each. Track had a big week, and bowling had a home meet, which is really excited. We'll break all that down in a few minutes. As we mentioned, the men's and women's basketball teams both are on two-game winning streaks, and we really had an action-packed two weeks. Each team played four games. We'll start with the men, who fell to Mercy and Damon, but recovered very nicely with the win over the Uville, and then on Wednesday, a very convincing win over the University of Bridgeport. Yeah, we saw a lot from this men's basketball team over the course of the last four games. You look at the Mercy game uh, to start, they held a pretty sizable advantage throughout the game, uh, ended up losing to Mercy, but a lot of grit and heart went into that game on both sides of the floor. I think you had coach Charlie Marquardt. You have to be very happy with the uh, the effort that the team gives from uh, tip-off to final buzzer and uh, just the, the growth of this team that we've seen thus far. Uh, we move over to the Damon game, you know, the defending conference champion, a regional top 10 team, a very hard place to go play up in Damon, but another game where it was really like a measurement test for them as far as their grit and their ability to bounce back, which they ended up doing against Uville the next day. You look at that, Robert, and that's exactly what I wanted to highlight. You look, you lose 93-59 against Damon, come back and beat the Uville for, uh, 74-63, and then you kind of look at Mercy and Bridgeport, kind of the same. I'm not sure if you had the same feeling where against Mercy, the team had a really solid first half, but couldn't close in the second half. I thought they were really solid in the first half in the 83-63 win against Bridgeport, and they were able to keep the pedal on the metal where the lead dipped a little bit, but they were able to keep that and end up winning by 20 points. Yeah, I think against Bridgeport last night, I think the, their ability to – maintain a lead and then keep it pushing forward and not letting another team gain too much confidence, get back in back, back into that game, you know, against mercy, they held a sizable advantage, but they allowed mercy to kind of just stick around and mercy ended up winning that ball game. But last night against Bridgeport, they got off to a really hot start. Billy Muller paced away with 31 points and 13 rebounds, and they didn't allow Bridgeport to get any closer than about seven points throughout the entire game. And that's the key. When you're up on your home court, you want to keep the, the gas pedal down. You want to continue to execute and put teams away. And that's what Malloy did last night. And you mentioned Billy Muller, but I feel like uh, Billy down low is opening up so many other opportunities to score. We mentioned so many other times on the pod, Darren Fergus is electric, whether it be rebounding the basketball, pushing the pace, Stephen Torrey and Frankie Fallon bring that experience from the outside. So I feel when the Lions are working inside out and then you have Two freshmen, true freshmen, Billy Reyes, who had a really nice game against uh, Bridgeport, and Say Diang, who's made contributions off the bench, where the guards are deep. There's a decent amount of experienced guards, but also newcomers, and they're all growing. And I feel like you're at January 19th on Wednesday. You're coming towards a push to March in the playoffs, and things are starting to click for the Lions. Yeah, without a doubt. And when you look at these freshmen, they're big players. You know, Billy Reyes stands six foot four. He can get in and crash the board. Say Diang. The freshman out of Brooklyn, he's six foot three. He had eight rebounds last night against Bridgeport when he struggled on the offensive side. It didn't allow him to get sidetracked and worry about that. He just kept contributing to the bigger cause. 
So I think if you're the coaching staff, you have to like the growth that you've seen from this team after a really hard start to the year. But as conference play has began to kick up, they're starting to gel and they're starting to learn how to win and win in close games. And they have Roberts Wesleyan on Sunday before they have six days off to play Queens on January 29th. So a little bit of a, a gap between the Lions playing four, four games in 10 or so days, shifting over to the women's group. They lost to Mercy 61-57, lost to Damon 61-58, defeated to Uville 64-44, and then a great come from behind victory on Wednesday against Bridgeport 58-57. And just look at the women's team, kind of the same like the men's team, where against Mercy, it was a tight game. They The comeback came short. Damon, again, another good team. They made a fourth-quarter push. It didn't happen. They bounce back in against the Uville, and then you enter after Cameron Corbett hits a big three-pointer at the buzzer. You're down 13 going to the fourth quarter against Bridgeport, and they're able to finish that comeback. Great defense, outscoring the Purple Knights 21-7 in that fourth frame, but the Lions seemed like they took over in that fourth quarter and were able to get their second straight victory. Yeah, without a doubt. And throughout the game, you know, as we were sitting there courtside, you, you really didn't feel like this team was out of the game at all throughout this entire matchup. You know, they were they were struggling. Bridgeport was executing a little better, but you never felt like Malloy was going to be out of this game or the game was out of reach for them to come. And slowly but surely in that second half, they began to click on off. They got key defensive stops. And as you mentioned, Patrick, outscoring the Purple Knights 21-7 in the final quarter with Cameron Corbett hitting two free throws with five seconds to play to seal the game. That is grit. That is determination. That's great coaching of, of a part of uh, Joe Pelican and the coaching staff. And just that attitude of never giving up. The game's not over until the clock hits zero. And it's a lot to prove to this team because now they go against a Roberts Wesleyan team on Sunday with a lot of confidence. And going into that team is you're going to be led by Sophia Lee and Gabriella Spru. We want to congratulate Gabby who scored her thousandth career point in her great career Sunday in the win over the Uville. But Gabby and Sophia are going to lead you down low, and the question is going to be, which guard is going to step up? Last night it was Cam. Other nights it's been Maya Thomas. Janelle Moore has been a really good freshman for the team, and you just have players coming in contributing. Where rough start, but you're right in there with league play, and you have two games like the men against Roberts on Sunday and Queens next Saturday, where you can string together, make this a three or four game winning streak before going to UDC. So. The Lions are finding their game at the right time. And I feel like every Lions game, I don't know if you feel this way, no matter what the score is at the end of the third quarter, whether it be 13, 14, 15 points, never count them out because they really don't look at the score. They're going to play 100% all the time and they're going to find a way to come back and try to get a win. Oh, 100% I agree with you. I think when you look at this team, it's really driven by, you know, Gabby and Sophia. That's a lot of experience you have in your two best players. You have players like Maya Thomas with a ton of experience. Janelle Moore, a freshman, but she runs a really good point guard for this team. And you have Cam Corbett that comes off the bench, again, with a lot of experience. It's the attitude, it's the mindset that head coach Joe Pelican instills in his players and then the senior and graduate leadership on the court that really makes this team always feel like they're never out of a game because they always find a way to come back and keep it close. They never make it easy for any team that they're playing. And that just shows proof in last night's victory against Bridgeport and even the loss against Damon. They were it with that Wildcat team the entire game and they just never give up. So great things happening for the men's and women's basketball teams on the court. We're going to shift over to track and field where they participate in the Stack Spartan Invitational at the Ocean Breeze Complex. 
They're back in action this Friday at the Ramapo season opener at the Armory up in Washington Heights. But again, some great races. Sean Fitzsimmons in the 800 place 10th running a two minute point eight three. Juan Arango in his first race this season placed 10th in the 200. And then on the women's side, Megan Soul, another really good race. She finished sixth after the week before she finished sixth in the 800 in the thousand running a three minute and 19 second point six five. Yeah, I think if you're the you know the head coach of both of these track teams, you're seeing consistent improvement and consistent results as the season has gone on as they make their push towards the ECC you know championship meet. And I think that if you're a, co- a coaching staff, that's what you want to see: consistent improvement, consistency with times. Probably you want to see more improvement in times as the year were to go on. And even freshman Antonad Pummels put together two personal bests in the last meet in the 200 meter and the 400 meter. So you're getting contributions from everybody which is getting, giving everybody else confidence to do what they have to do in their respective events. And I think that's just going to be contagious for this team moving forward. So as I mentioned a couple of seconds ago, they have Ramapo this Friday, and then they travel up to Boston in two weeks, which is really the test, Robert, because the Terrier Classic is always big Division One schools, Division Two schools. You're racing against the best, which I really think is a good push for Bill Buth and Laurel Fisher's groups about – three weeks before ECC championships. And as I say, every week, I sound like a broken record. You just want to get used to running where you want to peak at that ECC championship on February 19th. Yeah, without a doubt. And you look at the Terrier Classic with all the division one competition that's going to be there. Malloy is a division two school. They want to compete with these division one athletes. They want to do as best as they can and give them a run for their money. Cause that just in- increases their confidence. It shows their ability that their hard work is paying off. And if you're able to top the division two competitors that are there with you, Again, it's a big morale boost for the team overall. So that Terrier Classic is going to be something really to highlight moving forward, and we'll see how they end up doing. But with the way these two coaches have their teams in place, expect a good showing. Definitely a nice additional push for the home stretch of the season. Going over to the bowling side, we were lucky enough to host a meet and see the athletes close to home, which with bowling is hard to get a home meet. So, Robert, you were there. Can you break that meet down for us? Yeah, so at the Garden City Invitational hosted by Malloy, had a bunch of schools come out and bowl in this meet. It was the women's bowling senior day. So you had a lot of players honored. They had a nice ceremony before competition had began. You had um, Malloy bowling along with LIU Sacred Heart. You also had Nassau Community College there and Westchester Community College. So a lot of talent out on the lanes throughout the course of the day. And uh, doubles play was a really big highlight for this uh, Malloy's team. A thousand and two pins put together by Goldera and Cassidy. And then Amanda Krush and Hannes Galaki put together a 390 team score to begin the afternoon. So that was really nice to see from those girls out on the lanes. And Krush led the way with a high game of 214 in singles competition. So there was a lot of emotion going into it, of course, with the senior day festivities. And they, they, they did well. You know, Sacred Heart did well overall. But I think if you're looking at the individuals on the lanes for Malloy, a lot of improvement there. And I think if you're head coach Ian Parisi, you're happy with what you saw out on the lanes. And after a a little bit of over a month off, they're right back in action at the Seahawk Invitational Saturday and Sunday on Staten Island. So they're able to build off that meet on Monday and get right back into action, which is great to see. We're going to kick it to the interview with Lanier Mason now. And I want to thank Lanier for taking the time. He was a high school track teammate of mine. And it's great to see from where we grew for Holy Trinity for his success at Malloy and then the great things he's doing right now at Ernest and Young. So I hope you enjoyed the interview coming up right now. We are now joined by Malloy Track and Field alumni, assurance manager at Ernest & Young, 
and Malloy honoree of the 30 under 30 Dunbody alumni department, and also a high school track teammate of mine, Lanier Mason. Lanier, thank you so much for coming on the main stage. Thanks for having me. So we mentioned the 30 under 30 honor given out by the alumni department. What does it mean for you to get this honor? I mean, it means everything, you know, just knowing that history of Malloy, obviously a very rich history of service to the community through the nursing department and through the Catholic faith. So, you know, for my business career, the start of my career to be acknowledged alongside that, it, it means a lot. Now, how did you choose uh, when you decided to go to Malloy? What came down to you making that final decision to choose Malloy? So I was actually guided to Malloy by my guidance counselor at Holy Trinity High School. And really, for me, the first, the, really the first thing that kind of came to, uh, you know, as a, as a selling point for me was the business honors program. You know, I got the chance to sit with the, the dean of the program and meet some of the professors. And I knew from the start that I would get a really strong business education in combination with the liberal arts honors program. It was really a perfect fit that and being being close to home since I'm originally from from Hempstead and, and close by my church. It, it was a perfect fit. You have a unique situation makes it special because your brother did the same thing, right? That's right. So That's you right. guys were studying the same program on the same track team. What was it like sharing the experience with Lance? It was great. It was great because we've always, we've been, you know, he's a, a built-in teammate, I guess you could say, since he's not, you know, since we're, since we're twins. But you know, it was great to have someone that's going through the same steps that I was. We were both accounting students both ran track and like to have someone that had that, you know, that context and history of, you know, myself, as well as what I needed in certain moments to kind of keep me going. But also if we were having trouble or, you know, needed some assistance in the classroom too, we could always give that, that same support to each other. And you mentioned the, uh, you know, the prestigious nursing program that Malloy is for, but you being so successful in accounting, I guess, uh, talk about a little bit what the accounting program, business program did for you as a student and how it's uh, propelled you to where you are today. Sure. So really, when I first made the decision to come to Malloy, the business honors program was kind of in its early stages, sort of considering, you know, really thinking about how the business program could make a name for itself within the college, not in competition with the history of the program, but really as a, as a compliment. So, and how could that inform a better business education and a career beyond that? So for me, I know I had a lot of friends that were studying in the nursing program and it was really, it, it, was, a, it was a challenge to really just to see how much effort they put into their studies. And it also called me to give that same level of, of dedication. You know, business, choosing businesses, a lot of times for high school students is maybe a quote, easy choice, just in the sense that, you know, it's, it's low hanging fruit of, you know, career 
perspective and, you know, those that kind of want to make a lot of money, but that was never really a driving force for me, even still to this day, it isn't. And I've always admired how the college and the nursing department have kind of modeled what it means to serve the community and to serve people with dignity. And me being a CPA in the state of New York and a public servant in my own right, I try and model that same behavior. I remember even in the high school days, you always were pushing people to be better. I mean, every day you and Lance brought a hundred percent. I can't say the same. Well, we like to have fun on the distance squad. You <laughs> wanted to take some days off. You guys always pushed us to practice at a hundred percent. With that being said, to your college track career, you're able to win two ECC championships with the Lions. What was that like? I, it was great. You know, I, I look back on how much you have to just juggle to be competitive on athletic stage and junior year, I think the first one we won was in my, in my sophomore year, actually. Um, and to kind of also be considering, okay, where's my, where's my career headed, but also trying to, as you said, give my all on the track. And for me, it, I mean, it was great to win conference championships, especially the first one, in the, in the college's history, being that the track and field program was so new. But really what, what meant the most was there were a lot of seniors, uh, a lot of distance, distance guys um, that really kind of paved the way for the track program because they made a bet on the school before, you know, before I even really committed to go on. So it, was, it meant a lot really to be able to contribute to those teammates that were really on the, you know, towards the end of their careers and, you know, for them to be able to have that in their, in their, um, as a staple on their college career too. That was, that was really what meant the most. Was there anybody that you were teammates with that when you had uh, come into Malloy with the work ethic that Patrick just mentioned, that somebody that you either look to, to help guide you or somebody that motivated you the most? Oh man, that's, that's, that's a hard question. I mean, there, there's so many now. Um, looking back, when I first came in, there's the you know Mike McShane, um, Nick DiBenedetto, or two distance guys that were like really, really took took me under um, their wing, and even some that you know didn't run track all four years, but. Um, and Joe, Joe Johnson, I also include, he was a, a jumper that, you know, was um, a couple of years, my senior, that was always, always really supportive. Um, George Mason also in my freshman year was, uh, was a bit older, but was like always there and supporting me. And then just thinking the guys that, that came up after us and forgive me, I know I'm, I'm name dropping here, but off the top, off the top of my head, I know Dean Gall and, and Desmond, um, Desmond Guidros, um, those were those are two guys that came in after Lance and I. But you know, as um, as students at Malloy, particularly Black students, you know, we really wanted to um, make sure that we were setting an example, not just for the program, but for um, you know those that came after us. And those are two guys that even to this day are like you know they're like family too to me and my brother and, you know, to see how they continue to, to grow and not just in their careers, but personally, 
um, it, it means a lot to know that we got to got to share the track together. You also got to share the list with one of the people that you mentioned and Nick DiBenedetto. What's it like having success with him in an athletic thing? And then so many years later, sharing success with him professionally, though you're in different careers, seeing that you're both on the same 30 under 30 list that Malloy put out. Right. And that's, and that's kind of what I mean too. You know, it's, it's cool to see, you know, Nick, Nick always separate from just like a track work ethic perspective. Like he's always some, been someone that I admired in terms of the way that he pulls potential out of people. And now being, you know, being in the education field, I know he did some, he, he coached a bit while I was at Malloy also after he graduated, but to be kind of acknowledged in the, in that same, in that same group with Nick, it's, it's pretty cool to see how, um, you know, to even be, be put next to him, just knowing, you know, from a career perspective as a teacher and my mom was a teacher, so I know, <laughs> know how, uh, how tough that is. So it's pretty cool to be in that group. What have you taken from your time at Malloy into uh, your professional you know, career? Is there anything specific that really has stood out to you from your time with the Lions that has propelled you forward? I think it's really purpose. You know, being at Malloy, obviously, in the Dominican tradition, the through line of the college culture, the culture at the college, but also the spirit of education is always intentional and purposeful. And I can say personally, I try to model that same behavior of, you know, not just the what I'm doing, you know, obviously Malloy is a, is a college that educates students, but there's something deeper to the purpose of education that I think the college clearly has in mind and wants to continue to demonstrate through the stories of its graduates. And for me, I know my, the baseline of my work is accounting and as a, as a CPA, but I know that there's a, there's a deeper purpose behind that. And, you know, at the, at the core of it, I'd say that's really the, the one thing that I took away from, from my time at Malloy that I try and continue to, to bring into, into my career. You moved up very quickly. What do you credit your success to? You're running a lot of money. You're a manager at EY. What, what's, what got you up there so quickly? Well, I, I would say the, the nice thing about public accounting is that if you stay on course, the progression through from entry level to senior and manager is fairly standard. I would say what I credit my success to in the early part of my career is really to consistency and um, really being not just available, but consistent, consistently available. You know, I think there's a lot of you know the the profession of public accounting is not is not easy by any stretch. Obviously, it takes a lot of dedication, work, uh, sometimes some long hours, and even now as you can, as I continue to progress, I know that those some of the my co uh, co workers that I started with 
are no longer at EY or in public accounting. So I think a large part of it is really just kind of committing to the work and trying, trying to stay as consistent as I can. Uh, and one other thing I'll add is, you know, something that is really important to me personally now and being a manager at EY is I have the responsibility to kind of represent other, you know, more junior professionals from a feedback perspective. So I think when I was early, really early in my career, I got a lot of great counsel from executives, partners, and really kind of other professionals. There were a couple of years of my senior that kind of gave me some direction. And without a doubt, you know, I wouldn't still be and I wouldn't be in the position I am today without that that support and direction. And really I'm just trying to trying to do my best to reciprocate. And how did you decide on accounting to be, you know, your potential future at the time? It sometimes like I've had experience where I've had friends who started with one major and then they moved to accounting, but it seemed like you started with accounting right away. How did that happen? So it's, it's interesting because when I started, I wasn't, I'll be honest, I wasn't entirely sure that accounting was where, you know, my, where I wanted my career to go. I think, like I mentioned before, the counsel that I got from professors, specifically Steve Beer, who was, who was the, the dean of the, of the business department at the time, but he also had a career in accounting and he kind of, you know, educated me on the benefits of having that as a base. You know, I never really, I think as a, as a high school student, you don't really have a complete appreciation of what it is, you know, from a career perspective, like what, how your major will pan out. I think I always knew I wanted to get a solid base education and accounting would afford me that. Now, that's not to say some of the courses weren't difficult because they were, but over the years, the more I got internship experience and got some practical accounting experience in the internship world over the summers and, um, and during the winter a few times also, I think it kind of continued to develop my understanding of what accounting is. And, and still to this day, it's, it's developing. You know, I think it's, it's not easy to ask high school seniors to make a choice from a major. And I think it's normal to switch because you kind of learn more and you see things that you like. But me, the reason I stayed was because I knew that that base knowledge was what I want. So I could kind of continue to build on that after the four years at Malloy. You mentioned high school seniors and your time as a student. Now that you're very successful, you spend time mentoring people at Holy Trinity at Malloy. How important do you feel like it is to give back to students who are in the same shoes you were in just a few years ago? Well, it's incredibly important. You know, I think when I consider, I think at the time when I was a senior, there's so much advice that you get from other people. And a lot of it, you have to be able to sift through it yourself on what actually applies to you, what makes sense, so that you make sure that you're not making other people's decisions for your life, for yourself. And for me, I'm, although obviously I have a, a bit of a, a bias towards 
accounting because of the career that it's afforded me uh, just in the in the five or six years full time that I've been working. But I do kind of make sure that I temper that with some questions that I want students to ask of themselves that I wasn't really considering. And I think when you have uh, someone that is very close to the decisions that you made, granted I'm a couple of years removed from Malloy and uh, a number of years removed from, from high school, but I think I still understand that those questions that I used to ask of myself, because in some ways I'm still asking them today. So really the focus is who do I think is asking, having some, some trouble with that, but also just doing what I can. You know, if I see that there's advice that I could give or a direction that I could give, then um, just based on the same direction that other people have given me, I think I know I, it, can, it can make the difference for, for a lot of younger students. What advice would you give a student who is a senior or maybe in their early stages of college who may be a successful athlete and also wants to continue to success, whether it be on the track or any other field of competition, to be a successful professional? What do they have to do to be success, keep that, that success going at the next level? I think it's really just a lot of it is commitment, you know, commitment to what it is that you're currently doing, but you also have to have some some vision. You know, I think the tough part about a career is the only context that you have outside of internships, if you do internships in college, the only context that you have is like a job, which in the summer, if you have you know, if you work a couple of uh, couple of hours over the summer, or you know, at a at a store, or, or whatever the case may be, um, whatever your job is, it has a defined end. If you're returning back to school, um, for some, I, I, I'll, I'll caveat that. I know some people, you know, you have to work to be able to afford school, and I'm very, um, you know, cognizant of that. But from a careers perspective, I think you also have to have some vision of like what you want it to all of the years of your life, you know, when they, when they culminate from a professional perspective, what do you want it to say about what you stand for and what you care about? And I think what you have to think of is what is the perspective that I should be looking at on a day-to-day -day basis? Because, you know, as an athlete, you have all those core qualities of, you know, work ethic, of knowing your skill set and how to leverage it and, and take, um, take full advantage of it. So I think it's the same skills, but just figuring out how to, how to target it. Eleanor, you've mentioned about uh, the impact that you can, you know, pass along from your mentorship with students at Holy Trinity and at Malloy. And, you know, most recently in 2020, you launched a scholarship in honor of, uh, you know, your late grandmother, Leona uh, C. Mason. So what does that mean to you to have that scholarship and provide that opportunity to a students at Malloy? It's, it's, it means everything, you know, first and foremost, it's in honor of my, my grandmother and my, my dad's mother, who, you know, if anyone, <laughs> I'd say my, my dad, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he took some courses at Malloy while I was there because he was always, uh, you know, 
walking around campus and introducing himself to faculty and, um, and, and things like that. So I know my time at Malloy, I owe a lot to him and just kind of laying that foundation for me personally. And in turn to my, my grandmother, Leona, who, who raised, who raised my dad, you know, and for me, I was just thinking because she was a, she was a nurse actually uh, for 50 years. And, you know, a lot of people have asked me why I decided on the nursing scholarship, being that I'm an accounting student and obviously in the world of business, but just in thinking about what would be truest to her honor and that she was also a nurse at Malloy, it, it felt like a perfect fit. But also, you know, in, in light of how difficult it is to, to attend school and to be able to pay for that, obviously, you know, it's a struggle that everyone is facing. And granted, I know that there is the, the scholarship, it's not a full tuition by any stretch of the, of the imagination, but personally, I just thought about what I could do with my time and resources that I've gotten. And from mentors of mine that, you know, I personally, whether it's been mentors, like I said, family, friends that have contributed their own resources because they kind of see the thought process that I had and, and wanting to make it, make the scholarship available to students. I think it's at least a, um, an indication that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think about these sorts of things, but granted, it may not always be, you know, work out perfectly, but, you know, right now I'm most focused on making sure that some student has a little bit more than they had before and, you know, potentially connecting connecting students, black students at the college um, to know that, hey, there's others that have gone through this, maybe not in the nursing department, but, you know, someone as an alum on the other side of graduation is thinking about you and wants to do, um, do everything that they can to be a part of your education. Well, Nero, I want to thank you for taking the time. It's great to see you being so successful and it's always great catching up. We want to thank Lanier once again for taking the time to highlight his journey to Ernest and Young and his time at Malloy. We want to thank you, Robert, for joining us and uh, make sure to join us next time at the main stage. And don't forget to follow us at the main stage pod on social media at Malloy Lions on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you for listening and have a good week.